And now, Dick Tracy. This is Dick Tracy on the case of the empty safe. Stand by for action. Let's go, men. Yes, it's Dick Tracy, protector of law and order. Here's a special news bulletin. New York. The British Broadcasting Company has just reported that Adolf Hitler died of a stroke at the Reich Chancellery in the heart of Berlin, Berlin. The German radio at Hamburg, a few minutes earlier, simply stated that he had died at his command post, quote, fighting up to his last breath against Bolshevism. The German radio then added that Admiral Karl Dönitz, the former commander of the Nazi Navy, had been appointed as Hitler's successor and had pledged himself to carry on the fight against the British, Americans, and Russians. Hamburg said significantly that Hitler had appointed Dönitz as his successor yesterday, Monday. Blue Network monitors have heard the BBC state in the past few minutes that Admiral Dönitz made the announcement personally over the Bremen radio in northern Germany, indicating that the fight will be directed from the north. Only last week, the most prominent Nazi military commentator surrendering to the American Ninth Army said Hitler's death would mean the end of German resistance. We emphasize, however, there has been no allied confirmation of the German story of Hitler's passing. This bulletin came from our New York newsroom. And now, Dick Tracy... In yesterday's story, you saw how the evidence began to pile up, making Tracy sure that Spike Connolly was responsible for the dynamiting of the empty safe. You remember, too, how Sergeant Martin, while distributing posters of the description of Spike and his girlfriend, reported to Tracy his suspicions concerning the occupants of a certain house. Jumping into their car, Dick and Pat were soon there. While Dick rang the front doorbell, Pat went around to the rear to forestall any escape from that direction. Inside, Spike and Gert didn't know of Pat's whereabouts, made their way slowly toward the rear of the house. Today, Spike and Gert are almost at the back door. Dick is still ringing the front doorbell. Listen. Just follow me, Gert. We'll get out this back door and beat it. But they probably got cops all around the block. We're never going to get away with this, Spike. Shut up and come on. Head for the back door. Listen. They're surrounding the block. Never mind that. Once we're out of here, we can get the car out of the garage and give him a slip. Now, take it easy. I'm going to open the door. Okay. It's okay. Come on. All right, not so fast, you oh. fool. Stand right where you are. Oh, he's got... Never mind that, sister. Just stay right where you are. Now, look, mister, we ain't done nothing. We were just going Say on... that, say that. I know who you both are. Now, stick out your hands. Are you going to handcuff us? Now, these aren't exactly pearl bracelets. Stick them out, I said. Now, just a minute, mister, before you get funny with those handcuffs. Just who are you? Oh, wise guy, eh? Well, you'll find out that soon enough. No more fooling now. I haven't got any time to waste. Dick Tracy is around the front. Dick Tracy? Oh, yes. Oh, so you want to play that way, eh? Well, here goes me, Bucko. Hit him, Gert. Not this time. Now, how do you like that, eh? You hit it up. Oh. Come on, Spike. I knocked him out. I hit him with my shoe. Let's go. Yeah. Head for the garage. I saw a car in there. a break. The door wasn't locked. Quick, get in. Now, 
thing will only start. Spike, Spike, we can't go on the Broadway. The cops. Hang on. Gee, Spike, we made it. That's right, kid. I had to drive through the back of the garage or up, go out the front. They're after us. Look out the back. Can you see them? No, I can't see them. But that siren sounds closer. I'm going to take this next corner. to Nazi shell. Wow. That dame certainly put everything she had behind that shoe. Look at the lump on the top of my head. Oh, I can't even get my hat on, Dick. Oh, wait till I lay hands on that pair again. Oh, let's get back to the car. I want to contact headquarters. Uh, they, they certainly made a sucker out of me. What do you think of that dame getting into the strap? That's what fooled me. Where are the rest of the boys, Dick? I sent them out on patrol. Driving through the back of the garage, completely caught them flat with it. Oh, here's the car, Pat. Hey, Dick, isn't that our signal? That's us, all right. Now turn up the amplifier. Inspector Tracy, go ahead. Sergeant Ross speaking, Inspector. Go ahead, Ross. Flash just came in from the highway patrol. I think it may have bearing on your case. Yes? Alan Preston of 575 South Street reports that he stopped to help two motorists that seemed to have mechanical trouble with their car. A man and a woman? That's right. The minute he got the chance, the man slugged Preston, dragged him into the bushes and took his car. I've questioned Preston. The description of the man and woman tallies with your bulletin. Any more details? Uh, the license number of Preston's car was 4159-M, like in morning. It was a black sedan, four-door, 
1938 model. Good work. Uh, here's something else that may help, Inspector. Just as Preston was coming to, he saw the car turn around and start back in a northeasterly direction. The man was driving. The woman was sitting alongside of him in the front seat. Good. Either one of them armed? Uh, apparently not. Thanks, Sergeant. Pat and I will take over. Keep all men on 24-hour duty. Have them stand by for instructions. And pass the word around to the rest of the cars. Have them converge toward Area B. That ought to take in enough to cross their trail. Yeah, I'll get right to it, Inspector. Good luck. Now, let's go, Pat. If you're well enough to drive. Okay, Dick. It's just that my head throbs a little. It'll soon be all right. Uh, do you want to go direct on this highway, or shall we take the back roads? Back roads, Pat. They won't stick to the highway. They'll know we'll have every man after them. Step on it. And get to the junction of this highway in number six as fast as you can. Dick. Been over every back road of the way. No sign of them. That doesn't mean they aren't around here somewhere. They have to be, Pat. They can't just disappear. Well, I'm beginning to think they can. You've seen six of the other cars, and they all say the same thing. No sign of them or the car. You know, I'd hope they might have trouble with that one, too. Pull over, Pat. I want to check with the rest of the cars. Okay. Tracy calling car seven. Come in, seven. Car seven. Go ahead, Inspector. What's the report? Nothing to report, Inspector. We're at number 14. No traces yet. Keep me advised. Yes, sir. Inspector Tracy, calling car 5. Come in, please. Car 5, Inspector. I heard you talking to 7. My report's the same. Okay, 5. We'll keep you posted. Proceeding according to plan. Inspector Tracy, calling car 6. Come in, please. O'Connor and car 6. Heard your questions. We haven't got much, Inspector, but here it is. We questioned a farmer walking along the road. Said he thought he'd seen a car like the one we described with a man and woman in it, but couldn't be sure. What direction was it going in? Well, according to this man, it was proceeding in a northwesterly direction. And when last seen, was about four miles from the intersection of Middlebush Road and the highway. Thanks, O'Connor. Pat and I will be right up there. The rest of you stand by. The rest of you stand by. That applies to all cars. That is all. Let's go, Pat. You know, Dick, I think I know just about where O'Connor meant. It's right up in the heart of the farming district. I know, Pat. When we get up there, I think I'll do a little inquiring on my own. Strangers always attract attention in rural districts. We'll start questioning some of the natives. And I'm willing to bet we'll soon run across a clue. Say, Dick, why don't we go ask that guy standing in front of that farmhouse? That's just what I was going to do, Pat. Good afternoon, sir. Howdy. A nice day. Could stand a little rain. Um, I thought you might be able to help us out. We're from headquarters. Figured you was. Saw your car drive up. We're trying to locate a man and a woman. I haven't that... seen them. How do you know you haven't? Because I know a man and woman when I see one. No, you misunderstand. This man and woman were in a car, a stolen car. We had information that they might have come this way. <clears throat> you see, these two are criminals. They're wanted by the law. You sure you haven't seen any strangers around here? <clears throat> Now, listen, you, we came no here... No use, Pat. Come on. Yeah, but this guy... Come did... on, Pat. Okay, okay. So, we'll try the next place and get the same kind of an answer. Now, if it had been me, I would have... Behind these trees. Now, what's all this about? I thought we were going to the next place and see if we could pick up Spike's trail. We don't have to go to the next place. Spike and the girl are in the house we just left. What? What? 
That's right. Well, Jeremy, how do you figure that out? When I was talking to the farmer, he tipped me with a wink. They're there, all right, Pat. But why didn't he say so? Probably Spike or the girl was holding a gun on him. I can't be sure of that, but mark my words, they're in there, all right, and we have to get them out. Now, let's keep undercover and get back to the car. I want to contact all the other cars and have them block off every path or road in this area. This time, we're not going to miss. In a moment, we return to Dick Tracy. But first... Boys and girls, Dick Tracy fans, you know, teamwork in everything we do is very important. And no one knows it better than the soldiers in our combat ground forces. Men like First Sergeant Marion Hitchens, for instance. While he was manning an anti-aircraft gun in the Admiralty Islands, Japanese ground troops opened up nearby on American soldiers with heavy grenade and small arms fire. Under heavy fire, Sergeant Hitchens dashed to a machine gun and single-handedly placed heavy and accurate fire on the Japs. In addition to killing at least 12, he helped stop the enemy attack. Now, boys and girls, that's teamwork where it counts, where a man thinks only of his buddies and not of himself. Every one of our servicemen belong to the same fighting team. And every one of us here at home who buys a war bond joins that team. We don't have to worry about Jap bullets or grenades, and our job at home is much the easiest of all. We've only got to buy more bonds and keep them so that the fighting members of our team never have to let up for the lack of a single gun or bullet. So, boys and girls, do your bit for the team. Buy that war bond today. And now, back to Dick Tracy. You, farmer, get back in here. I'll let you have it with your own gun. You sure you didn't tip him off? He couldn't have, Spike. I heard every word he said. Anyhow, they've gone off. Okay. But if they come back, this guy gets it with this shotgun. Quietly making their way back to their car, Dick and Pat began contacting all the patrol cars and giving them instructions. Be sure to tune in tomorrow, same time, same station, for the adventures of Dick Tracy. This is George Gunn speaking. Boys and girls, every day, thousands and thousands of new friends join the ranks of fans who faithfully follow the adventures of Dick Tracy and Pat Patton. We don't mean just youngsters either. No, indeed, there are plenty of grown-ups who are listening in, too. And did you know this? All over America, and in other countries as well, more than 200 newspapers feature the daily adventures of Dick and Pat. And each weekday, another episode of Dick Tracy, one of your favorite radio broadcasts, comes to you at the same time over more than 100 radio stations from coast to coast. So listen to Dick Tracy Monday through Friday. Don't miss tomorrow's exciting chapter in the adventures of Dick Tracy. This is the Blue Network.